Welcome to the first episode of the Andean Information Network's Bolivia Backstory, a quick fix on Bolivian politics and social dynamics you won't get from the mainstream international press. Bolivia's interim Añez administration, after a great deal of foot-dragging and many threats, finally signed the electoral law, setting Bolivia's presidential and congressional election date for September 6th. Her government and her allies continue to argue that the COVID pandemic will reach its peak in September, making elections dangerous. Yet, opposition parties, including MAS, polling first, and Carlos Mesa's Comunidad Ciudadana, polling second, argue that elections can be safely held and that there is urgency to restore democracy within this uh, vulnerable and explosive time. Mas and social movements point to a lack of responsibility on the part of the Anya's administration. After two scandals uh, focusing on corruption with the purchase of respirators and a surge in pandemic numbers as intensive care facilities collapse and regional and municipal governments receive little to no assistance from the central government to deal with the pandemic. The head of Bolivia's electoral court, Salvador Romero, appointed by interim president Janine Añez, has argued that elections can safely move forward and suggests that they will use the same safety procedures used in Bolivia's banks while distributing Añez's sadly insufficient economic bonus program to Bolivian citizens, an argument that the Añez government found difficult to counter. According to the formal electoral calendar published on Saturday, elections will take place on September 6th, a potential second round if no candidates uh, has over 40% or at least with a 10% distance between the second place candidate will occur on October 18th. And in any case, at the latest, the inauguration of a new democratically elected president would occur on November 16th. It remains to be seen what measures the INS government will take in an attempt to impede this electoral process. Political analysts and social movements point out that her administration which assumed power with no constitutional mandate and without the necessary constitutional congressional quorum to become president, lacks legitimacy and has no possibility of being elected and point to multiple efforts to prolong their stay in office in what appears to be a bitter, messy end. And my perspective is most likely the departure or the high-ranking government officials fleeing Bolivia to avoid prosecution soon after the new president is inaugurated or slightly before. Extremely worrisome are the pressure that 
the head of the Bolivian Senate, Eva Copa, faces and the threat of prosecution for not rubber stamping military promotions. The defense ministry and the military high command, which went directly to the Senate office in combat gear to pressure Copa and fellow senators to approve promotions, have threatened her with prosecution for a violation of her duties, although the Constitution clearly guarantees the Senate's right to evaluate and approve promotions based on a proposal from the executive and clearly states that they cannot be tried or imprisoned for carrying out their duties normally. Further constitutional guarantees for congressional members state that their offices and homes cannot be entered and they cannot be arrested for carrying out these duties. It remains to be seen whether Bolivian prosecutors who have accepted the case will follow through with an investigation or any attempt to arrest COPA. And ironically, they've also included the head of the lower house of Congress, Sergio Choque, who has no mission or role in any way, according to the Constitution or Bolivian laws involved with the military promotions. It's important to note that the Añez government continues to rely on the security forces holding press conferences, especially Defense Minister Lopez and Interior Minister Murillo, backed by high-ranking commanders of the police and military, something that harks back to images of Interior Minister Arce Gomez during the violent and bloody Garcia Mesa dictatorship at the beginning of the 1980s. Yet there seems to be internal friction within the police force and the armed forces and friction between these two forces who have historically competed for resources and prioritization and uh, key roles with the executive government. There have been significant complaints from members of the armed forces about police corruption, uh, conflicts in the Chapari cocoa growing region over interdiction, and rumblings of lower-ranking discontent within the security forces, although their high commands seem firmly attached to the Anya's regime. As uh, the events continue, we will keep you posted, but it becomes clear now that there is a great deal of urgency, and I think this is a view shared by international human rights organizations, social movements, opposition political parties, and the international community that in spite of the COVID epidemic, we can't wait any longer for elections, which will hopefully be fair and free because the damage done, the repression, the corruption, and the medical negligence that's occurring under this government is unbearable for the Bolivian population and damaging for the future of Bolivia. Please follow the Andean Information Network on Twitter at Andean InfoNet and on our webpage www.ain-bolivia.org. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.